and Brody, Gaimi United one, Momo from my last name, Momsen. So I'm studying an engineering and science degree. And then I work part-time as a support worker as well. Hello and welcome to the Sutherland Shire football podcast, Strike Her, where we talk to the players and coaches of the Green Options SSFA Premier League Women's Competition during what is the biggest year for women's football. 2023 is the year of the FIFA World Cup, where the Matildas and our New Zealand neighbours host international teams all vying for a solid gold trophy that is awarded to the winners of the football tournament. We explore the development of our Premier League women players we hear their stories and sideline dramas that are creating the inspiration for our grassroots teams across the Sutherland Shire. Women have challenged the structures of sports, clearing space to play and attracting a demanding crowd that want to see them succeed. We explore the development of our Premier League women players and coaches. You'll find out how they balance working, training and game day, what drives their commitment and maintains their well-being. These are the personal stories in a tsunami of change that women's sport continue to enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Green Options Landscape Management, an Australian award-winning landscape services company with over 30 years of experience. You can check them out at greenoptions.com.au. Today we are joined by Green Options SSFA Premier League women's team, Gaimea United One, and we have Brody M., Brody, I want to allow people to get to know you really quickly. So we're going to start with a rapid fire quiz. Are you good with that? Yep. Hit me. All right. Hard question first. What's your favorite movie? Goodwill Hunting. Favorite flavor of chips? Salt and vinegar. What's one word that describes you? Energetic. Awesome. <laughs> okay, look, let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about your playing history. So I've been playing soccer most of my life. I started at Sylvania Heights back when I was five, did a couple of years of club there, and then I went to play for the SSFA, played there for a couple of years, then moved to St George, and then last year I joined the Shire Premier League in Goma United. It's so good to have you come back to the Shire to play. So what attracted you back was it the shy premier league well the new comp it was pretty cool and i knew a lot of the girls who had been ex-rep girls or just known from around that were joining that comp so i thought you know what i'll give this a go and how did you guys go last year so we did really well unfortunately stumbled at the final hurdle lost the grand final oh but it's all right we'll be back this year and tell me, what? how did you get through that um, disappointment of losing the grand final? What did you guys do as a team and what did you do as a, a player? Oh, I mean, it wasn't a fantastic way to go down in penalties in the grand final, but uh, we had a sulk about it for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, we all just went out and rallied again for next season, I suppose. 
Yeah. So you had a little sulk. Um, you got through it. Yeah. Is there anything, um, any coping mechanisms that you can share that you got you through that kind of disappointment? Because you've worked so hard throughout the season for it to come down to penalty shootout. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine that gut-wrenching moment. Yeah, look, it was tough. It wasn't easy. But I suppose just because your whole team's going through it and we're all so committed and want to do want to do well, wanted to win so badly, but because you've got the support network around you and, you know, they're all experiencing the same things, it helps a bit. Yeah. And I suppose so you've been um, in the off-season now, so you've had a while to get through that. Um, what does training look like to you guys in the off-season? Uh, training. So we've been... Training once, two times a week, a um, couple of trial games and things like that. But it's, I suppose it mainly focuses around getting our first touch back, getting our fitness back. And then so when the season starts, we're ready to go. Yeah. And so what is your coach like? Um, you know, your co-captain and you probably have a lot to do with your coach. Um, how, do you, how do you find, what's some of his attributes that you see? Oh, John, he, he loves the game. He's so passionate about football and women's football, which is awesome. He's got so much energy, so many things he wants to tell us. <laughs> we come off at halftime and at the end of the game and he has a list a mile long of things that he has seen and wants to work on and he's just full of energy. I'm sure you'll see. <laughs> and tell me a little bit about that um, as a captain, taking that um, feedback and then translating it into gameplay and talking on the field. What does communication look like on the field for you? Uh, so I suppose I'm centre back, so I do a bit of delegation. You know, I can see the whole field in front of me, see everyone. But we do we do communicate really well. We a lot of the girls have been playing together for some time now, and so that although that communication's great, just working for each other with each other so that we can do the best we can. Yeah, it's really nice to see um, the teamwork that comes along with with playing football, and you know, and it's so nice to hear you've come back into the Shire. My dad inspires me to play sport and talk about sport. What inspired you to get into sport and to soccer specifically? I'd have to say my dad. Yeah. Yeah. At age five, he put on a pair of, put me in a pair of soccer boots and said, <laughs> off you go. And he was my coach all through those junior years and I had such a fun time. Yeah. It's such a nice community to be involved in, the soccer community. And, you know, um, like my brother and my dad all play and so I was always hanging around the soccer field, running up trees and kicking balls against fences, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. So um, in the 1920s, the term British association football was replaced by soccer football, right? So in order to signify the domestication of the game. So I'm using soccer today to avoid confusion with other codes of football. But what are your thoughts on that age-old question of soccer or football? It's got to be football. I'd say football for sure. Yeah. So that's, and everyone says that. And so obviously we're talking soccer today and it's probably unusual for you to use that word because we do say football. Um, because I'm so thinking your father also would be using the word football throughout the year when he says, come and let's play football as well. Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit more. Um, 
in the number of people who play sports, um, in particular soccer, is increasing. What do you think is causing the increase of female uh, football within the Shire? I wouldn't. Um, I love to see it increase. It's awesome. Even, I mean, I haven't been playing for a decades yet, but uh, the like progression of female soccer in the Shire is crazy. It's so, so, so cool to see. There's so many more teams than when I first started. And I talked to um, friends of my parents and they say there wasn't even a girls league. So it's crazy to see how far we've come. It's really, really cool. I think in terms of increasing the girls, I think if you get more girls playing, then they tell their friends, they tell their family friends, and then they all come together to play. I think also just a bit more uh, equal treatment and fairness from clubs has really grown the game as well. When you see the girls are getting put on the big stage, like we got the Seymour Shore Stadium for our grand final and you see the girls uh, playing there and then the younger girls say, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. They want to sign up. So I think by giving girls the same opportunities and putting them on the big stage, that therefore entices more girls to join. Yeah, so you're seeing that more now from before. Do you think that um, there is any tips and that you could give us from the association point of view that, you, that you've learnt when you left the Shire and you've come back that we could do better to equalise women and football in the Shire? As far as I've seen, it's relatively fair and strong in the Shire. Um, I suppose my experiences outside of the Shire weren't too dissimilar to the Shire. Um, I really, I um, I used to coach for the SSFA and do the development squad, and I know that wasn't really brought in for the girls as quickly as it was for the boys, and that was awesome to see. You see these young ones go through all the SAP programs and then into the uh, Premier League sides for SSFA. Um, so that was really good, and that's something that not all outside of the Shire does. So I'd probably say my experiences inside the Shire would be better. I love that. We try and positively discriminate for women at the Shire um, and we're very proud uh, to say that and our CEO definitely lives and breathes that as well. So I'm glad that you feel that. So talking a little bit about your coaching, um, you've talked about coaching before. Would you um, ever go into coaching a boys team? I would coach a boys team, yeah. I would prefer to coach girls, I'd say. I've coached a mix. I've coached clinics where there's been boys and girls. And just in general, I find the girls to be a little bit more receptive to what I'm saying or what I'm getting them to do. But in saying that, I really don't mind coaching both. I just really enjoy enhancing the um, the girls' teams and putting coaches, I suppose, where they need it. Yeah, and, and moving forward a little bit more and, and exploring that coaching, um, there's some really interesting statistics around coaching um, and that there's only 4.66% of women who are accredited coaches in Australia. Um, do you think that there is more that could be done uh, around empowering women to become coaches? Yeah, for sure. I think that sometimes women can see the game from a different perspective just as everyone else can and I think when I was given the opportunity to go through and do my game training and my skills training certificates um, 
that was sort of something I hadn't exactly considered, but the opportunity presented itself. And I thought, you know what, this is a really good opportunity. Why not give it a go? So I think in terms of that, if the opportunity's there and it's someone says, hey, you know, we've got a, we're running a clinic to get you accredited for coaching. Do you want to have a go? Then that would definitely get more girls to sign up. I know I did it with a bunch of my um, team, team, so we all did it together and that, that was a lot of fun. And then we all got to work together, which was even better. And you did that through the association, yeah. Sutherland Shire Football yeah. Association. Yeah. So that's the coaching clinics, the girls only coaching clinics that we did or? The- I did. It was um, when we were partnering with Sydney FC. Yeah. I did some of those Sydney FC clinics. And then I had the under nine girls academy squad. Yeah. For a couple of years, I think for um, two years I had them for. And that was awesome. I got to see them go from. Uh, in the development squad to all make it into the GSAP the next year. That was so cool. It's it's really nice to see that you're a well-rounded uh, football player and coach and that you've been through um, the rep programs and you've come back into community football and you're playing our top-tier competition. So I'm just going to say, you know, that each position and player has a crucial role in the attack, defence and transition. So with this in mind, we must acknowledge that it's not easy to play soccer in today's game. Communication's key. Tell me a little bit more about how you communicated as a coach. As a coach, I suppose I liked to keep what I was saying uh, to the point and brief especially when with nine-year-olds, you're not going to have their attention for more than two minutes. So I was trying to uh, draw out the big picture, the big ticket items that was what was not working and just focus on them, give them one to two pointers and then let them play. At that age, the more game time they get, the more experience, more time on the ball, they're just going to get better. So I definitely tried to keep, I suppose, my coaching minimal and just let them play, let them develop and then pick out key points to work on and just make sure they're having fun because if they're not having fun, they're not going to enjoy it and they're not going to come back. That is so true. We we talk a lot about um, passion and fun within football and sports in general, so it's nice to hear you say you want to keep them fun. So what do you do off the field? What, what, what do you do for work, school, uni? Off the field? Uh, I'm at uni, so I'm studying an engineering and science degree. So that soaks up a bit of my time and then I work part-time as a support worker as well. Nice. And support worker in disability? Yeah, in, in kids with disability. That's a really lovely um, work. That, and do you apply anything from your soccer and coaching towards your working, do you think, as a support worker? Oh, if I um, have a client who loves soccer, that's brilliant for me. We'll go to the park and have a little kick. Yeah. That's awesome. Look, that's a, you know, it's really testament to you to be, it's a hard job to do to be a support worker in disability. But, yeah, is that something that you're looking at continuing down or, or your net, your career is down engineering and science? Yeah, I think um, it's a great part-time job, great casual job, and I'm really interested in it. But I think I will go down the engineering pathway, whether that's maybe doing something like rehabilitation engineering with that sort of aspect to it. That's sort of what I'm looking at now, but I say that and I could change my mind next year. I'll just have to see where I see where I end up. Yeah. Have you been um, back to football? 
now. Have you been uh, thinking about your competition? Uh, we've got a new team come in with the women with the Kiriwi Kangaroos and you've got Gaimea too that you're up against as well. So you've got two teams. Uh, how do you, do you think you've got some competition there? Oh, for sure. Last year the competition was, it was great. I had a really, really fun season and I enjoyed that every game was a close game. There was not many clear standouts or like that it was really equal across the board. Every game was a tough game and I think this season won't be much different. Tell me, you've been have you been watching our competition um, and your competitors? We've got some new team. Our Kiriwi Kangaroos have come up and we've got Bosco. So what do you think about that? I think they're, they're a strong side. I watched the Kiriwi Kangaroos play their grand final last year and they look they look pretty sharp, so I think we'll definitely have some competition there. I know they've been working hard in pre-season too, so I definitely think they'll they'll fit right into this comp. It's super equal across the board. There's no easy games, I would say. They're all tough. So I think we'll have our work cut out for, it, for us, but hopefully we can still go all right. Look at you watching the competition last year when they're not even in the same competition as you. I love that. There are lessons to be learned in everything we do. Can you tell me one of the key lessons you've learned from playing and coaching soccer? I would say teamwork for sure. And just working at the ability to work in teams and with a diverse range of people, it's a skill that translates across so many aspects of your life. And I think that growing up playing team sport, playing soccer, it's really just been invaluable to soft skills and being able to uh, collaborate, communicate, work with others. It's a it's a really cool, um, awesome opportunity to be able to work with so many interesting people. Thank you, Brody, for your time today. It's been really great chatting with you. Um, before we go, I have one last question for you. What's one piece of advice that you would like to impart to up and coming? Uh, female footballers I think one piece of advice would be if you're excited about soccer if you're keen just stick with it persist there's a whole range of opportunities out there for you so just if you get the opportunity just take it you don't really know where it will go where you might where you might end up but I'm sure you'll meet some really cool people along the way Thank you so much, Brody, for that wonderful piece of advice. And I look forward to coming out and watching your team launch the Shy Premier League and the SSFA competition for 2023 on the 19th of March. Thank you for having me. So grateful for this club sharing their insights into the world of Premier League women's football that is going on in our very own backyard. Our sponsors, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football not only bring you this intimate conversation and the live coverage of 23 of our Premier League games, but are proud to extend their long-term partnership with the Sutherland Shire Football Association in 2023. With humble beginnings in the region, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football are proud to be a truly local Shire business, supporting the grassroots clubs, players and coaches of the SSFA. To watch the live streaming and follow the Premier League teams each week, go to the website at shirefootball.com.au. You can listen to all the episodes on Shirepod, streaming through Podbean, 
Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google, or wherever you download your podcast. ShyPod is a community podcast station creating sound waves that inspire.